And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. What's going on, everyone? Uh, this is your host, Mark, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Billy and Alan. Hey. And yep. this episode, we'll be talking about empathy. Um, it's been sort of, I think last year, there, there was an article that came out um, that kind of labels empathy as enticingly sinful <laughs> so we just wanted to talk about it and what? and some <laughs> some uh some background we're gonna give you a, some background on why this was written and like whether we agree with a with the article and <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, well, we'll just we'll just talk about empathy and yeah, this is you know a table talks episode. So without further ado, we'll be talking about this article. It's called The Enticing Sin of Empathy. Table talks. This so I believe it was last year that Desiring God, which was I think founded by John Piper. Shout out. Uh, shout out, shout out, John Pipes. Shout out Pipes. John Piper. Although, he hasn't been viewed highly by certain, you know, a certain demographic of Christians because of his stance. Some, everyone not Calvinist. Some comments <laughs> that he made about, you know, abuse, but we'll talk he about did? that later. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Say? Well. Okay, so I'll, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say that. Like, he once made a comment that maybe abuse is something that you, a wife. Like, had it come Not, not coming, come but. <laughs> but just, should, I, I sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, okay, so in a short video, uh, Piper is asked whether a married Christian woman should submit to physical or verbal abuse. And Piper replied, if it's asking her to engage in group sex, not requiring her to sin, but simply uh, simply hurting her, um, then I think she endures verbal abuse for a season. She endures perhaps being smacked one night. Um, wow. What? Wait. So, <laughs> wait a second. Um, I think... Maybe it's okay if she gets smacked once in a while, basically. I think, I think like, from what I recall... Guys, context. Was, Remember? We have, what's we're the context, we context I think, like... Don't be quick to judge. <laughs> Shoot. Th- yeah. That's strong. Um, I don't know the context. But that... So, from that statement, he he hasn't been viewed highly by a certain demographic of Christians. Yikes. Which is understandable. Sure. Um, those are strong words, man. Yeah, those are strong words. Strong um, words. So, anyways. That's a strong stance. So, yeah, we bring this... To your attention, <laughs> because Piper used to be a pastor of Bethlehem um, Baptist Church in Minneapolis. So he stepped down. He retired, I believe. And then him. there were his successors, like, I believe uh, some successors quit because of the pressure put upon them by leadership uh, because they started to be on the side of women or like individuals who in the church that are facing abuse so bethlehem baptist church's leadership from what i recall um didn't like that um that the pastor was siding and was empathetic to the abused right and so um, I think there was four pastors who resigned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In a uh-huh. very short amount of time, mm-hmm. because they didn't like what was going on in the church, 
and so they were pressured um and they weren't you know being treated well and then that made way for this article to be written the article that we're discussing (laughs) is written by joe rigney who is i think he's still the president of the bible school that is run by the church church, Um, so because of this um joe rigney wrote this article because leadership felt like the pastors or like john piper's successors were too empathetic to people who were alleging abuse right so they called it the sin the enticing sin of empathy so yeah so that's the title of his his um article and that's the background context of why this article was written and so this article pretty much says uh, to summarize it is that empathy is a tool by the enemy or satan (laughs) by satan Mm -hmm. to confuse christians um this is a counterfeit of sympathy and empathy is the sinful counterfeit right um it's oh, not of like compassion of compassion yeah. or sympathy sympathy yeah um and that we shouldn't it's confusing we shouldn't empathize with people and we shouldn't put ourselves in other people's shoes, shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you know that's how the devil can is that where the devil can get a foothold into our lives yeah oh yeah because we're stepping into the feelings of other people Right. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he kind of, okay, what offends me the most is he, he, he wrote this in the screw tape style, thinking that he's C.S. Lewis. He was so clever. But one, it's confusing. It made it so confusing to read that article. Like, if, oh it's my sort gosh. of like passive aggressive in a way. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> without calling anyone out um and then just like making this you know sort of like a discussion because um for those who didn't know screw tape letters is written by like a prominent christian figure a c.s lewis who had a radio talk show back in you know the olden days days. and he was a prominent apologist and he he uh he was very influential in many people's faiths and so he wrote a book called the screw tape letters and it's sort of um it's it's weird because it's a dialogue between uh a demon like talking to a junior demon (laughs) kind of like discipling the (laughs) underling demon um to you know to how to get a foothold of you know of of your human of your human (laughs) um and so he did this in this style so annoying um (laughs) it was hard to to read it's hard to understand i think what he was saying in that article is that um there are two things right like two things that people feel like they want others to fulfill but cannot be simultaneously fulfilled one is like um he says when humans are suffering they tend to make two demand two demands on one hand they want people to notice the depth of their pain and sorrow how deep they are in the pit how unique and tragic their circumstances at the same time they don't want to meet to be made to feel that they really need the assistance of others and then pretty much the whole summary of this article is that saying you know there's you know compassion's counterfeit is empathy and that you know that's the tool of the devil to you know gain to confuse the christian i'm confused at this article (laughs) i'm confused at what you just said (laughs) um yeah 
So that's the, pretty much the summary of the article. It's very hard to understand, but yeah. like the main thing that he says is that don't empathize, sympathize because it's it's sinful to do that, um, and it's enticing. Um, don't step into people's situations or feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and um, yeah. So let's just talk about empathy. <laughs> I feel so stressed. <laughs> also overwhelmed. That. <laughs> so basically what empathy means is that the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Right. Yes. So to be able to, you know, in other words, in simpler terms, like when people say, put yourself in my shoes. Sure. Right. So that's pretty much empathy. Yeah. Um, to be able to share in the feelings of another sure um what's so wrong about that <laughs> i don't know how to, how to answer your, your question right? uh, yeah <clears throat> <laughs> i don't know my, my um my problem here with this particular my problem here with this particular article if you can call it that cuz yeah. Um is that it's arguing semantics. Yes, that's what it is. That's exactly Dude's what arguing it is, man. Semantics. And really what it boils down to is getting too involved with somebody else's situation that you lose lack of perspective, lack of judgment. Mm-hmm. There is a danger in that. But I don't think you automatically associate or equate empathy with that situation. Sure. It's almost like knowing the con- knowing what the context that you you gave us, Mark, of the background. It's almost like some dude said, like like he was being empathetic. Like one of the pastors was like, "I'm just being empathetic to somebody else's pain." And then somebody shot back because they didn't like what was mm. happening. Empathy is a sin. Dude, do you want me to tell? Oh, because oh, I was reading an article. Because I was so confused <laughs> at this article. Because you wrote screw tape letters. I have to read another article <laughs> to help explain the article. Because it was so confusing. And um, I was reading how. So remember you're talking about those pastors um, that were on staff that, that like left the church. Um, it, it, I'll just read it. it. They said like in Christianity Today. A story. It identifies three pastors who left the church staff as the most empathetic pastors on their staff. Their empathy congregants report has extended to prayers and sermons related to the series of racial reckonings over the past year, from the murder of George Floyd to the murders of Asian women in Atlanta, and it continues on. Um, where uh, a pa- uh, another pastor, two other pastors, um, they had. Uh, he he was Ty- he was Taiwanese American. He wore a Chin- traditional Chinese attire as he preached on Sunday about the Atlanta massage parlor shootings, who were like Asian women, and um, which resulted in criticism from a fellow elder for bringing up race as a component in the incident. So they pretty much got fired, or they left because they were too empathetic towards people who got murdered. Essentially, that's what the article says. <laughs> So like that's, that adds more context as to like, you know. Well, sure. I mean, like I said, I think I think there is a danger of getting way too involved in a situation where you lose perspective, you lose judgment, you lose self control. Sure. Right. Uh, where you start to make judgments, where you do actions, um, and you justify it with. Hey, I'm just helping this person out because they're su- they are such in a bad spot. Sure, there needs to be some kind of justice, some kind of whatever. And so here it is, and I can see people being so involved, being so caught up in that that their their sense of of judgment is impaired to a certain degree, and they may start making bad choices. That's mm. that's a real thing. But to take it this far, that's a real stretch to say. Like I said, he's the dude's arguing semantics <laughs> of what compassion is good 
empathy is bad. Dude, like, that's just not the case. <laughs> and the reason because of it is because you're, that entire, that entire argument is destroyed by two words. Jesus wept. Mm, geez. <laughs> Jesus wept. wept. <laughs> That, that if we are being, if we are to believe what scholars and Bible teachers and pastors and preachers have been telling us about the story of the resurrection of um oh snap his name is Lazarus of Lazarus and his and his and Jesus's interaction with the sisters if we are to believe that it is true that Jesus wept because he felt the pain of. And that he was involved in, and that he he cared enough that he that the one that he loved ended up in such a predicament that the people that that he has discipled over the past three years and a half or however long it was, you know, uh, when when that incident occurred or that situation occurred, <clears throat> right? Um, oh snap! I lost my train of thought. Oh, shoot. But yeah, like I mean. Like uh, up until that point, if we had to believe it, that he is invested in these people, right? To do something about it. Mm -hmm. That goes against really what this man is saying, right? Because Jesus, Jesus was going to raise Lazarus, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. That's he true. was going to like, uh, he could have said like, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> um just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. He could have just done it now. He yeah, it just now. like, don't cry. Weep not, woman. Like, chill. <laughs> chill. He's going to be fine. Like, Mary, why are you just sitting there? <laughs> like, get up. <laughs> Come to the tomb. Let's go. Shoot, man. But he stepped into Mary and Martha's emotions and misery. Mm-hmm. Even though he knew he was going to raise Lazarus. That's true. Because he was empathetic. That was empathy. Empathy, compassion, whatever it is. Whatever you want to define it to be. Right? Jesus cared enough. He was invested in the situation. His emotions were in it. Mm. Enough to do something. To create one of the greatest miracles we've all, we've all heard about. Mm. Yes. Um, I read another quote <laughs> in this article, which kind of talk, it, it kind of argues against like what you guys are talking about, actually. Wow. It's from a pastor who, his name is James Pastor James White, who is in favor <laughs> of this. Yeah. Not the James White. Yep, not we the James. Yep. Okay. Who, who talks about the dangers of empathy. And he says, uh, what's the problem with empathy today? We're in fact told to weep with those who weep, but that assumes those who weep have a reason for weeping that is in line with God's revelation. We are not to weep with the drug dealer who accidentally drops his stash down the storm drain in New York City. We are not to weep with the bank robber who botches the job and ends up in the slammer. No one does we that. Are, <laughs> we are willing to exercise control even in our sympathy. We are not to empathize with the sin, nor are we to sympathize with rebellion or evil. Why bring those? <laughs> those examples I mean, are just ridiculous. I mean, I mean he's bringing it up to the most extreme, I guess. Once again, Who arguing the semantics? semantics. Who cries with a drug dealer? Well, loses his stash down the drain. First of all, the drug dealer wouldn't cry. He would just do something about it. Yeah, exactly. That's true. He might run because you know he owes now his supplier. Yeah, he has his thumb. <laughs> he has his thumb to his supplier actually. Well, okay, so just okay, even more okay. ridiculous. <laughs> Um, See, this is how. Wait, cause, cause, okay, I guess. Ahead, I, guess I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess because like their fear is that you, if you're too empathetic towards someone, you're gonna start be okay. This saying will have a foothold in your life because you'll understand how they feel, and then it's gonna change you. Like, say, I empathize with. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I with a cheater or someone. I don't know. Like, if because like the whole idea is like, if I step into this sinner's shoes. I, the devil have a foothold in my life and then that will lead and that's what will be maybe the slippery slope into leading into sin. Is that, I think, is that right? Is that what they're worried about? Or no? Yeah. 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 For the most, I think. Like, no, I, it, so sounds like, it sounds like they're equating empathy as sinful. Right? At first yeah. I'm trying to think, okay, there's, 
there's empathy and there's a slippery slope and it's really close to when you get empathetic. And if that's the case, then okay, you just really communicated it badly. But the same still, I mean, the, the, my point still stands. You're just arguing semantics. <laughs> yeah, they're equating, I think, the, yeah, you're right. They're equating empathy as sinful because they, uh, I mean, Joe Rigney wrote that, you know, empathy is the counterfeit of, of com- right, compassion. Right, right, right. compassion. Yeah. And which I don't <laughs> understand still. I still don't get it. <laughs> I just feel that if if the context is what it is, right, that what you're telling it, it, it is, right, they don't want people to empathize with a battered woman because now you'll start taking her side, and you'll go against what the what the church's uh, position is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On like, that, just, therefore, it's sin. Exactly. <laughs> just because, like, like, oh, like we are gonna pray for the murders at this Asian parlor because they were sex workers. So if we pray over them and we we empathize with them, we're just we're stepping into sin already because we're praying for these sex workers. Is that is that oh, is that man. wrong? Is that wrong? Is that wrong to pray for sex workers? Yeah, is that wrong? Uh, to pray for sex workers to be free from their situation? I I would think that's what something that you would ask people to do. <laughs> but like the, oh, the murders of sex workers. I guess, like, but like they're saying like that, that 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 I feel like they're thinking oh that's an issue in itself like we so, shouldn't be praying for sex workers because they're evil already so therefore they're dead like they've been murdered so wow Wait I, I, don't know, I don't know I don't know if I'm just assuming I don't know if I'm just reading it wrong because he said because remember like the the pastors who were uh, who left were said to be the most empathetic pastors in their staff they left because they were praying about like oh George Floyd was murdered and they're talking about these whole racial tensionings and things like that. And then they were praying. They were praying over these, like you know, these Asian parlor workers who were murdered, and but because they're so empathetic to these were these situations. So therefore, like if we pray for these things, then we're like just we're pretty much agreeing with what they're they're, they're what they're doing. Like George Floyd, oh, people are saying, oh, there's drugs. Oh, Wait. we're agreeing with him if we pray for him. Except I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're saying. Is that what, so is that like, what they're so saying? I don't, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. But it sounds like if I pray for a sex worker, I'm going to become one. <laughs> like, no, no just... I mean, maybe it's like if you pray for a sex worker, you are validating that sex working is okay. Maybe that's what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, not. Oh, oh I think okay, obviously, obviously, it it depends on what you're praying for. Obviously, yeah, if you're yeah, like yeah, saying, yeah. "Hey, sex, hey, I hope they have more customers." <laughs> no, yeah, no, for real. Like, okay, I, I think it's not praying for sex workers let's say like stepping into the you know the the feelings and the situation of sex workers right like oh like maybe they they went into sex work sex work because of their situation sure or like maybe they went to sex work because they had no other way yeah right and so i empathize with that with them not having any other way into the recourse towards the ha- you know, being sex workers yeah so therefore oh so so if i empathize if i empathize with that with that woman's situation and i feel i'm like sad and i feel sorrowful about that is that the sin that's what they're saying <laughs> that's what they're saying what wait a minute so how do they justify the woman caught in adultery and mary magdalene <laughs> i mean it's short-sighted so I don't think they can. <laughs> so, I mean, like in the context of this article, I don't think they want to justify or like they even think that they need to justify Mary Magdalene or like, or whatever. Right. Um, or the woman at the, the, or the, yeah, woman the woman at the well. The woman at the well. Yeah. Um, I think like it's you, you went into George Floyd or you went into, you know, all these killings. Right. Yeah. Like of, of black people. And that's, then that's like people like, towards the situation. Like. People in the conservative, okay, let's go to Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same people that saying empathy is wrong in terms of, you know, like the people who are suffering. Yeah. Are the same people who will say that, oh, just think about what Kyle Rittenhouse feel, felt at that moment. He felt he was attacked. That, oh, right. Or true. let's say like, oh, well, how did that officer feel at that moment when he was stepping in? Like George Floyd was, you know, being belligerent or yeah, being, sure. you know, like um, uncooperative with the officer. So like, of course he was going to do that. Like just, 
just think mm. about how they felt like that that situation at that moment like it's justified because da, 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 da. that's empathy that is right? true that is empathy that is true like for the people who are <laughs> like the Ahmad Arbery case there's people who empathize with, with the, the yeah. killers because they were scared <laughs> they were scared yeah they were scared for their their safety yeah their safety because there was you know recent burglaries in that area uh, yeah and so once they saw that uh, a black, black man, man who was, was running, running jogging in their neighborhood in their area they're think about their feelings yeah right? they were so, so scared uh, shoot so it goes both ways eh? shoot i mean yeah like so should we just not talk about empathy should we just not use empathy at all like is that the is that the is that the argument or is that the case i just think empathy empathy helps with understanding people but there needs to be a healthy dose of it and then there's definitely that slippery slope where you start mold being molded by another person but i don't even know if that's possible i don't even know that we're we are so easily swayed as human beings because we value our own personal views too much to be able to be swayed into thinking that other people's thinkings or like mindsets are, are the right one. We definitely have the capacity to put ourselves in their shoes. Yeah. But also we are selfish enough to <laughs> selfish. To, to think that or not selfish, but like pride, Grounded prideful prideful, enough, yeah. prideful enough to to think that you know what we're doing right now is the right thing. And sure, sure, <laughs> your your judgment is impaired to a certain degree that you're starting to make bad choices in justifying you know helping this person out, right? Is that what is that where you're getting to? No, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm just saying like we we do have the capacity to put ourselves in other people's shoes yeah but to a certain point we're too prideful to even think that what other people are doing are correct like we're still grounded in our own beliefs and grounded yeah grounded in our own beliefs to still be able to say this is how i would do things oh like oh i see like i see where you're coming from but i want to do that yeah right that's why people are like so so willing to give unsolicited advice, right? Because I hate unsolicited. Advice. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, we're because, to the wise. Yeah, I hate unsolicited advice. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh! That really grinds uh, my gears. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I so like, I, I think my situation. <laughs> I empathize. I empathize with you. Uh, yeah, so I think like we do have that capacity. Um, we all have that capacity, but I think to be, I think he gets, he doesn't have a, an accurate view of the human, the human perspective where we think that we're all like, we all think that what we're doing or like our, our way of thinking is the the, right one. The most optimal. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so having that mentality is that i don't think it's easy for us to be swayed yeah or to be sucked into people's um situation or misery or feelings because you know we're too not i don't want to say self-absorbed but we think too highly of what i think we believe we believe believe inherently yeah um you like to hope so but we still put our try to put ourselves in other people's shoes yeah, yeah like for just sure. to think like where are they coming from to validate um, to validate the experience that they're having is yeah it's true to what they they're experiencing yeah like you can validate their feelings without agreeing with them right and yeah and i think that's what maybe that's i think that's what his issue is that we validate people's experiences, but I guess people are not actively disagreeing or stating that, oh, I, but I wouldn't do that in that situation. I don't like, because mm-hmm. if we continue to validate that experience or validate that uh, I don't know, experience of them, but it's not a healthy or it's not a, 
no, it's not a good thing, then then that's the issue of being too empathetic in this, or or that's the sin of being too empathetic by mm. validating and which like reinforces like behaviors or beliefs that are not true or that are not good, and and that's like maybe that's his issue with like this whole culture nowadays. Like uh, everyone is very empathetic towards each other, but um, you know people are just so good at like like you know reassuring and reinforcing other people but not um i don't know correcting or being truthful about what they truly believe in or things like that i think that's i think that's what it is like i guess because like i can kind of see that if i if i can like talk to talk to a friend and validate experience that they're going through but i don't fully agree with what like the, what they're doing like say someone um I don't know. What's an example? Uh, Started dating. Started dating. Someone. Someone. Your friend started dating someone that you don't agree. I don't agree they should be dating or they they should should be dating dating. in general. I mean, I would like, like I would, you know, value, oh, what what they're having. Like it sucks. Anything like that. But I, I think I'm really good at reinforcing and telling them like, but hey man, you know what? Like, you know, like where I'm coming from, you know, like I believe in, and like you know, like you know, what I said like I know I'm here for you. I can I'll hear you out and everything like that. But like you know, I, I don't agree with it. But like I, I'll listen to you, and I'll try to help you and everything. But you know, I believe in and try to you know redirect them to like I don't know some more truth and better hope. But I don't know. Am I do? And what is that the enticing scene of empathy in me? Like that's <laughs> I the don't thing, think, right? The thing is like I don't think empathy having empathy is the problem. I think lacking like humanity's lack in empathy is a problem and i think more i think more more and more people are becoming empathetic in this you know society Mm -hmm. and i i I think like it's kind of threatening to you know church leaders like joe rigney like the the person who wrote this because they don't want they don't want racial reconciliation to come into the pulpit or they don't want you know, advocacy for the vulnerable to come into the pulpit. (laughs) Um, That's why I think like I've been thinking and sort of like meditating and come to the conclusion, conclusion that, you know, the gospel has become a crutch to church leaders because um, when people want to bring out, you know, when people want to bring out advocacy or racial reconciliation, Reconciliation, yeah, People would be just like, no, we just need to preach the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, like, what is the gospel? G- the gospel is racial reconciliation. <laughs> you know, like the the good <laughs> news of Jesus coming to die for us is for the hope of every man and every you know nation to be united. And so, racial conciliation should be a direct result of people knowing the gospel mm, yeah, I so know what you, mean. Yeah, you can yeah, preach yeah. the gospel and preach re- racial reconciliation at the same time sure. and you can preach for advocacy for i guess like for the poor for the mm-hmm. more vulnerable for sex workers and at the same time preach the gospel but you just can't say like we shouldn't do all these things you shouldn't because preach you, about because all you just these need the things gospel. because people just need the gospel no yeah. like people need to hear the gospel and what the gospel stands for and the gospel stands for you know advocating for you know freeing the you know what jesus said like i'm here to you know for the poor and i'm here to uh break the chains uh, and free prisoners right and i guess i think it was luke 4 and so we should be preaching the gospel and what the gospel stands for and those things that i think like the pastors were preaching in bethlehem baptist church is what the ga- the gospel stands for mm, okay 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 so I think, yeah, the go- my main point is that sometimes the gospel is like viewed as, you know, a crutch. It's like, let's just preach the gospel. And but then I, w- I was uh, uh, like, so, so if in a perfect world, I'm mean, not in a perfect world. So let's say in an ideal situation, in an ideal situation. And uh, if I just preach the gospel to people. If I just preach the gospel people and they come to know Jesus, racial reconciliation wouldn't need to happen. Um, I don't know, like things like that wouldn't need to happen because people have the gospel. Is that true? 
Because that, I think that's what I, 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 I think I, what I used to believe, like, oh, like, I used to be in that, like, I think in that, um, that realm of thinking where, like, I, I, I don't think it was, uh, staunchly opposed to, like, racial con- reconciliation, things like that. It was just like, oh, I think just people just need Jesus so they can come to, come to these things where, like, oh, like, then they would want to reconcile with, like, you know, have racial reconciliations to come to, um, I don't know, just, like, just to be better, <laughs> <laughs> just to be better. Be better. Just to be like you know the whole like having unity and peace amongst people. Like people just need Jesus. So is is it wrong for me to think like that? Like I don't know. Like I I do agree. Like you know racial reconciliation can be a result of like the gospel, like the gospel being put forth. But should we be preaching the gospel first before starting those conversations, or like do we need or do people need to change first with Jesus, then then like things like that? Like that's I don't know. That's the that's what I'm thinking. The gospel is first. Yeah, for sure. First and foremost, right? Like you need to save people. And yeah. You need to, you know, you need people to hear about the good news of salvation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how do you preach? You, like, I think it's come to a point where, like, how do you just preach the gospel and you're just, the gospel and the gospel alone to the church that's kind of like mm-hmm. repetitive even paul or like the author of hebrews it's not paul i don't know if it's paul <laughs> or whatever uh so the author of hebrews says like he they they wrote like move from the elementary beliefs of christ mm-hmm. and into a more meaty stuff mm-hmm. right and so the gospel should be the center of every message for sure but then you can preach like the harder things yeah for sure that, yeah, yeah, yeah. in life mm-hmm. with the backdrop of the gospel, the gospel yeah, like sure. always preach the gospel like always like paul always included the gospel in his letters yeah right and so always preach always remind people what the gospel is especially if you're preaching to a church right always preach the gospel but also like what the as i just said like what the gospel stands for sure and sometimes people just get lost. It's like people just need Jesus. Well, you know that wasn't you know the fairs you know, the the Jewish leaders needed Jesus, but you know <laughs> Jesus also taught them others. Yeah, also preached other things. Yeah, that's true. Um, Paul also preached other things. So yeah, I think like yeah, as I said, those people are you know church leaders are just being threatened by you know other messages coming to the pulpit that they're kind of uncomfortable with interesting like racial reconciliation and you know advocacy and just fighting for other people and highlighting and you know shedding light to things that we need to be concerned with yeah for real. which we haven't been as a church like we haven't done a good job yeah. of as a church and they just want to stick to the status quo and i think mm. like that's what that's i think like that's when you get to the bottom of it that's what it is like people don't want people don't want those messages people don't want they just want you know the cookie cutter you know what we've been doing in the past and you know and then anything else is woke labeled as woke, woke. yeah that's yeah. true i'm wondering though um and by no means am I am I um, condoning their their stance on just hey let's just preach the gospel. I wonder how much of that is if they touch on such social issues, would they be throwing members of their own church under the bus, people that they are close to? Right? You said you said this was in Minnesota, right? Yeah, Minnesota. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. I'm wondering Minnesota. how many we're in Minnesota now. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering how many of the sort of like that other situation with with um what's his name? Oh, we talked about it a lot the other week. Um with the abuser and John MacArthur. John MacArthur. Somebody that was involved, a church leader. Had they gone after him, they would have thrown him under the bus. They might have had, had a, a tight relationship. And you just don't want to do that to your friends. And you're trying to protect them. 
And so had they dealt with that, you might have to like throw some people that you're close to under underneath the bus. And that puts us into under a precarious situation as church leaders. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's part of that's part of the job. Really. Um, like Paul throwing Peter under the bus. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's necessary, right? Like just man up and. Um, oh, man, if so you're a leader in the church, like you have to do better. you're <laughs> you're supposed to protect the sheep, and so yeah. if mm-hmm. you know people there like don't wanna be taught or don't want right racial reconciliation, then that shows their true colors. Yeah, like maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's a matter of being scared of people withholding finances, like in terms of tithe and all that, but then. Is that your motivation? Yeah. Is that what hinders you from doing the right thing? Yeah. Is it your numbers? Yikes. So. Yeah. Or even, I mean, something that we can all kind of relate to is that, you know, you have these relationships, right? And you don't want to, and you don't want to out, out somebody that you're close to, right? Yeah. Let's not go into the whole idea that they, they know dirt on you too. <laughs> and they might take down your stuff. I mean, they may take you down because of the stuff that they know. Oh, the uh, witches, let's, let's yeah, not the witches, man. Let's, <laughs> not, let's not go there. However, right? Uh, I think that also that, yeah, it's 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 a situation that is fraught. Right, the complications that as a church leader into such situations when you're trying to deal with social issues, especially if people are that you know are on both sides, right, and you're trying to keep the peace within your community. So in that part, I'm empathetic to, to such leaders that have a difficult situation and try to argue semantics just so that they can, you know, <laughs> justify their point. I I, I empathize that. They don't deserve my empathy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, like, come on, man. So, come on. So, how do we? How do we use empathy? Because, <laughs> like, you were talking about, like, we can be empathetic for like Kyle Rittenhouse. We can be empathetic towards um, a situation where I don't think empathy is needs to be justified. To, oh, well, empathy needs to be used to justify someone's wrongdoing. So how do we utilize empathy rightly? Don't justify way? the wrongdoing. <laughs> you there you go. Don't true. justify the wrongdoing. Carry one another's burdens. True. Right. Encourage one another, edify one of one another, mm-hmm. right. Build up that church with the, with the gifts that you've had, that you've been given. Mm-hmm. And part of that, and part of that, the for people that are in a situation where there is a long haul, true, a lot of that yeah. will be fueled by empathy. Yeah, it has to be and compassion. Mm-hmm. And in some points, sometimes, and it's probably not a great thing, but sometimes it will be sympathy, where you just pity them. Go wawa naman. I'm in the mud. Pity them, yeah. And shoot. Do something about that pity, right? Like true sympathy leads to action. Mm. Like you get just like, oh I'll oh, pray for you sorry. and not do anything about it. Like if someone says like, hey, I'm having a hard time um Uh-oh. paying the bills or uh, buying groceries, um, I really yeah, just having a hard time. Uh, having a hard time, and then you just like, oh, like oh, I'm man, praying for you. Oh, like that's not <laughs> <laughs> like do you really have sympathy, or like do you, like does that lead to actions? Because when when um when Jesus felt in Mark, it says Jesus felt compassion because people people didn't have a leader, right? Yeah, uh, people were be not being guided correctly. They didn't have a shepherd. Jesus was. Jesus needed at that time and at that moment. Jesus really needed alone time with the Father, but he felt so compassionate with you know the people who were wandering and people who needed a leader that he stepped in 
and did something about that compassion in which he started preaching to them mm-hmm. and guiding them. So yeah, there, there's sympathy and then there's empathy, like empathy. Jesus also, as you said, as we already said, like Jesus felt empathy for Mary and Martha. Um, and they're suffering of losing their brother that he cried, even though he knew that he was going to raise them. Yeah. And even the, even the, the act of Jesus coming to this earth is like I think by definition empathy because he stepped into our misery. Yeah. He became one of us without sinning. Yeah. And there without uh, uh-huh. doing the things that we're prone to do, mm-hmm. he stepped into our misery and then he suffered the consequence of our sin and he provided a way out. Um, and that's by definition empathy, empathy. right? <laughs> like you can like literally empathy. Like you can empathize empathy. people um, with a main goal, I, I guess, of like understanding them. Yeah. And the question is like, how do we help them? For right? sure. One. Yeah, and if there is one thing I do agree with the article is that there has to be some kind of anchor point for you when you're when you're helping somebody. Yeah, right? especially when there's emotions like deep emotions involved in it to not get so caught up into it so not get too involved in it that you start to lose like i said lose perspective and lose um you know your judgment you starts to get impaired yeah right you have to anchor it to something mm-hmm. in, in that regard i agree with with the article um but like I said, it's just dudes just arguing semantics. Can we just say that if you're gonna send a message, make it clear? <laughs> like, well, I, I think Amen, it's, I, I think if it is what oh it, if gosh. it is what I think if we think it is that he's trying to justify what happened to these pastors, right? And, yeah, yeah, and, and the church's position, then he's he's really in an impossible situation, right? Trying to trying to trying to justify something that clearly is hard to justify almost impossible to justify yeah right and so you don't even talk you don't even write it in a in a regular sort of yeah. article style <laughs> essay style where you have your reasons Pros. and Pros. your and your arguments you come up with a screw table letter <laughs> <laughs> to make it complicated like, and why confuse people and veil it in confusion Right, oh, an man. allegory, right? Because then, if you, because if you, the other thing is, if you, if you veil it in allegory and confusion, you're not liable <laughs> for stuff. No man, right? It's, oh there's deniability God. into that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's yeah, not what man, I mean. That's so funny. Yeah. That's crazy. That's true. Wow. So oh, removing, so removing accountability Blitting. and liability. <laughs> It's too easy, man. Right. In that case, he's clever. He is he's so clever. Clever in the sense that, yeah. Right? You 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 try to do what the people want you to do, but it comes up short, but you can point to it and say, Yeah, I did something. <laughs> and if somebody says you were wrong, nope, that's not what that's I meant. Sort of, oh man, that's too good. It's clever like his characters. <laughs> Yo. Wow. 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 Oh, yeah. It takes but can I say it takes a level of empathy for him to be able to write what he wrote in the voices of <laughs> the characters the that the he wrote, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is ironic. Oh, um, the irony. But yeah, um, so we just wanted to ask if you're listening, what you think. Oh we're gosh. gonna. I'm stressed. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna include articles that are related like the background of the situation um in the show notes and also include the article itself in the show notes if you can read it if you can can understand it you can read it um but yeah it's we can i say that we all feel like empathy is a good thing is a good thing and important yes such a beautiful and amazing thing compassion is great yes empathy is great there are slippery slopes for any situation. That's true. Yeah. Right. And the stretch that is going on with this article, right? 
Uh, it, it just seems like there's a wrong. There's the motivation for it is kind of off. That's true. Really, what you need to know, at least from from my standpoint, is this: be empathetic to one another, care for one another, bury, uh, bury, carry one another's burdens. Just make sure that you don't get caught up in all the emotions that you lose perspective and start to make wrong choices. Mm. Yeah. Right. You, you might be empathetic to somebody that is losing their house, but the Bible, but the Bible counsels us not to be co-signers of whatever it is that they want to buy. Right. Don't sign that. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't be involved in it. Right, don't get too involved that you get compromised. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, I agree with 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 the article. With uh, Morgwort? Morgwort? Mugwort? Mugwort? Yo, whatever his name was. I feel like he got caught between trying to call like Wormwood. a muggle and like and Voldemort. I think he got too caught up in Mug- being empathetic towards yeah, the character. Mugwort. Mugwort. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds too close to Wormwood, man. Come on, man. Do better. Uh, and also, don't try to write like C.S. Lewis. And don't yeah. write like C.S. Lewis. <laughs> just do man. We're in the 21st Not century. Not like this, man. Come on, man. Not like this. There was an attempt. There was. The, do you oh, follow that Reddit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Reddit. love that Reddit. There was an attempt. We tried. You know, it was an attempt. I'm so excited to be more empathetic to people, guys. In spite of this article, <laughs> <laughs> this article has it's encouraged me to be even more empathetic. Me to be, <laughs> to be more, more empathetic. empathetic. So he he really tried. The article really tried, but <laughs> sorry, mugwort. Didn't Not, today, mugwort. Not today, mugwort. Not today, mugwort. <laughs> Get behind me, mugwort. <laughs> Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at the Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of the Prodigals Podcast.